All right. Ready to rumble? We haven't done this in a while. I was actually really excited for today because we're doing a lot of recording. And I was like, oh, we haven't had a big TMV recording day in a while. I feel rusty. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. It's been like a month. Yeah. If not longer, it feels like. Yeah. Wow. Welcome back to the pod or welcome to the pod if it's your first time here. Oh my gosh. Wow. Welcome. That's weird. That is weird. Welcome. I'm Gabby. I'm Meadow. Nice to meet you. Meadow Lark today because today is all about our inner child. I was going to make you write your inner child name when we logged on here. Oh. Like I wrote Rancho Santa Fe Meadow Lark because in my journal, when I refer to that's like a cute. specific version of my inner child, that's who I refer to her as. Really? Mm-hmm. RSF Meadow oh, that's Lark. Cute. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. That's cute. We'll okay, insert photos of our inner children today. You'll meet them eventually. Yeah. So if you can't tell today, we're talking about our inner child, which is an episode that we've been wanting to record for a while. And I feel like Quite we talk while. about our inner child like, a lot, a lot, but not, we haven't done like an actual episode on it. We haven't done an unpacking. We haven't spelled her out for you. No. So we're going to do that today. But before we do that, if you have been a longtime listener of the pod, you may have realized that we were on a little bit of a longer hiatus than usual. Normally we take like maybe like a week, yeah, like two weeks, weeks in between, yeah. in between seasons. This time we took a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I think life was really doing its thing mm-hmm. on all fronts, and on a lot of different Meadow, fronts. yeah, Meadow and I are very guilty of. I mean, I'm sure so many people, people, particularly like freelancers, can relate to this, but we're just so guilty of like those self-imposed deadlines that are like not that deep, but we make them really deep. Uh-huh. You were really good about it this time around about reminding me that these are self-imposed deadlines. And I think you and I are guilty of rushing mm-hmm. just to like get something out there. Mm-hmm. And a theme that we have really going into this next season is, I mean, look, we always try and be extremely intentional with what we upload. No but matter this is like the our format. number one top of mind thought right now. You're right. Mm-hmm. This is our big thing right now. Yeah. Being yeah. super, super intentional. So we never want to post to post. We don't want to just upload to get something out there. We wanted to like update some of our graphics and just wanted to actually take our time and be super intentional and not just like rush because we're like, oh my God, it needs to be only a two week break. We're like, let's not do that again. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. We've been flowing. Yeah. So thanks it's for being nice. patient with us. Thank you for being yeah. patient. But now we're back. Hey. Yelling to mics. Oh, back on your screens, baby. And we but have a really a good season. One. We're back with a sweet one. Oh, we're going to have a fun mm-hmm. season. We're and who really knows if season. we're even, I feel like. You can say it. Once again, me not knowing. Yeah, right. Once again, me not knowing how much to let them in on our internal processes. But like, who knows if we'll even call it season four and like do this again. I feel like we should just keep ripping yeah. with episode numbers and just like take breaks when we need it. Because the season yeah, structure so kind of like messed with us a little bit, which is why I think this mm-hmm. extra long break was really nice to feel like we really got our ducks in a row. And are like showing up intentionally and more inspired and mm-hmm. creative and with more systems ready to rumble. So that being said, like I like fuck season four. Like we're just here, baby. I like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm Meadowlark. And I'm Gabriela. And this is Thoughts May Vary. The podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And is that gimmicky <laughs> enough for the people? <laughs> Any whoms, we have a lot to talk about today, so we should jump into it. Should we just get right in? Yeah, I feel rusty. Do you feel rusty? I, I feel so rusty. rusty. I need to take another swig of coffee. Take another swig. Better okay. and I both were not in good moods yesterday. I feel so much better today, though. 
Yeah, good. Me too. And I'm excited to talk to our guests later. (gasps) We do have a really good guest. Hey, have you been doing the new TBM Magnetic Self Challenge? No, I actually just signed up for like the full package. So they're doing like Because I only had the workshop. Oh, I thought you did everything. Okay. So they're doing a sick. First of all, you need to go back to like the first ones. That's why I did it. Oh my god! Okay, first one. Very excited for you. But they're doing a magnetic self challenge right now, and the they have new DIs for them. And one of them, the first one, they have you like shake for like five minutes. They have you like physically shake your hands, like wring out your hands. It's very fun. Anyway, and then you do tapping. TBM, by the way, is to be. Oh yeah. TB. Tell them what it is. We yell about this program a lot, but if you're new here, it's called To Be Magnetic. And it's a neural manifestation workshop program. And they have EMDR meditations and tons of journal prompts and lesson plans. And we're big, big fans. We had Jessica Gale on from TBM. One of the best episodes. If you're a manifestation girly, that is like a required listener. But also just like if you're anybody, because manifest yeah. we talk about it a lot, and this is not the point of the episode, but manifestation has such a gets such a bad rep from people, especially that are like not into it. They think you're just like sitting and wishing and like it's just not what it is. Right, right. Eleven million. We all know the story if you've been around. Right. So everyone, time. if you know you know. So go <laughs> listen to that episode if you're interested or intrigued, or you know what? Even if you're a doubter, go listen because maybe you'll learn something. And here's the thing. Inner child work is so directly impactful for your manifestations. Yeah. Like even when you do TBM, they have you do how to manifest. And the next step, inner child, baby. Like inner mm-hmm. child, I think for a lot of people just now, like kind of getting into therapy after the pandemic and learning more about themselves and personal development, inner child's like really trendy and popular. Mm-hmm. Although the concept has been around for a long, long time. We'll get into that. But it's very supportive for all of our healing. Anyway. Let's just dive in, huh? Like quick mini psychology lesson. Go ahead. Take it away, Dr. Meadow. Inner child, the concept, the term was coined by Carl Jung, who's a very famous psychologist. He, if you're not familiar, was Freud's protege who deviated and said, you know, I don't think everything is about fucking your parents, actually. I think there's like some other things at play here. So he kind of came up with like inner child and shadow and ego and a a bunch of other terms and concepts that we now base a lot of our modern psychological theories on. Mm -hmm. So inner child is this inner version of ourselves. I like to say it's any age younger than you are right now. Frankly, sometimes I talk to my six-year-old self. Sometimes I'm 21. Sometimes I'm 17. It's connecting with yourself and pieces of yourself that are perhaps stuck in another experience. I'm trying to say this without being like my very meadow, everything, everywhere, all at once person, but we all know how I kind of feel about space and time in that way. But just say it in like a, or say it that way, say it in the meadow way. Well, it's, it, here's the thing is like the way we talk about aging and birthdays and how you don't feel older every year because memory in the past is only real in your mind. You know what I mean? It's not like a thing that you can look back on. So in your mind, there are different versions of yourself that still exist and are still around, especially when you have trauma. You can have different past versions of yourself that are like stuck in a certain place or mm-hmm. have a lot of hurt from a certain time or age that maybe is affecting your patterns and your behaviors today. And you you don't really know why and don't make those connections because you aren't really looking to the past or examining or connecting with your inner child in that way. So connecting with your inner child becomes like a very, very wonderful tool for working through trauma. And when once again, when we say trauma, if you're new here, Big T, little T, we all have it. Trauma isn't what happens to you. It's how your body responds to the things that happen to you. It's when your nervous system is activated and you go through something that like monumentally shifts you, frankly. Mm -hmm. So connecting with your inner child is a really good way to work through those things. 
to kind of get out of self-awareness hell when you're stuck in patterns of behaviors that aren't serving you right now and you can't figure mm -hmm. out why, connecting with them can kind of bring you a lot of clarity to that. And similar with the whole Carl Jung spiel, it, if you've listened to us talk about this before, this might sound a lot like shadow work as well. And they're definitely connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, coined by the same person and they, they have overlaps, but Gabby is going to help us parcel out the differentiation because there is a good oh differentiation God. and you are very on your shadow shit right now. So I feel like you can really feel energetically into how that's different. Yeah. And the way that I'm going to explain this to you people, like, I'm just going to say this right now, Meadow is much clearer on terminology. Like you well, just, babe, you I have a degree things. in this. So right. we get it. Yeah. I surely do not. I'm going to explain it to you, you from make a very like pure yeah. perspective as somebody yeah. who's like working through it as well. So shadow and inner child are two different things. And I think that's something that people get confused with because totally a, there's a lot of different terms and B they can like have qualities that overlap. And also because the work goes pretty hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. But your shadow is really just those pieces of yourself that you've rejected, that you've ignored that like, whether it was society or parents or whatever, like you felt like those pieces of you could not be loved and in order to fit in and be loved and whatever you reject them, you put them over here and you're like, no, 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 no. We mm -hmm. want nothing to do with that. Whereas your inner child is that like pure essence mm -hmm. of like who you were mm -hmm. before all of the stuff can happen. Or in tandem with the stuff, but it's like connecting to the inner child. Like um, this is going to be a rough example, but I'm going to dive right in. <laughs> if you were young and you had sexual assault happen to you, the shame and the repression that comes from that is ingrained in your shadow. The mm -hmm. joy and love and light of who you were at that age is your inner child. Yes. So it's like you can tap into that inner child and then feel mm -hmm. the confusing feelings. And that's where the overlap can kind of happen if you're going to go back and heal something like that. But genuinely, the more like expansive and light and playful and like, like mm -hmm. you're saying, like that kind of like pure, beautiful little being is the more mm -hmm. inner child, the repressed, the shame, the embarrassment, the like guilt, the disgust is all wrapped up in the shadow. Yeah. And the way that I think about it too, like the difference between shadow work and inner child work is like shadow work is what helps at least me like identify a pattern yeah, almost. Sure. And learning to like integrate my shadow back in and all of that sort of stuff. Whereas like it can point, like shadow work can help point to the inner child like trauma that totally. you need to then like integrate. And totally. so what's cool about inner child work is like, I f the way that I see it is like, it's like the path to leading you to your highest yeah, self yeah. because you're refining and reintegrating mm -hmm. all of those like beautiful pieces of yourself that like totally. you were born here as. No, that's such a good example because you could, you could remember the trauma and like mm -hmm. see that in your shadow, then go back to your inner child in an EMDR meditation and give them the healing mm -hmm. they deserved or like the comfort and protection they needed at that time. Yeah. Cause here's the thing. The reason why I bring up the whole brain and age and everything everywhere all at once perspective is because when you heal your inner child and interact with your inner child in that way, as we know, like for actors, when they're going through a scene and they're acting something out, your brain doesn't know what's real or not. Like you're, if mm -hmm. your nervous system is triggered because you're pretending that your nervous system is triggered, you're not pretending it also is. So mm -hmm. even though consciously, maybe you're like acting out a scene physically, psychologically, your body thinks it's been through that. Mm -hmm. So memories really fickle like that. So if you can, in a meditation, which we're obviously going to get into this later, connect with your inner child and give them a healing that you needed at that time, your brain can remember that as real. And that's what helps you heal to move forward as a more integrated and authentic version of yourself. And that's that term that everyone is like talking about on the internet right now, reparenting. 
Oh God. Is that the, yeah, that's, well, that's what it is. No, 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 no. It is what it is. But I just, you know how I feel when the internet latches onto one psych term and then tells everyone it's the end all be all. Is that the new attachment styles? Oh, oh my God. We're all poorly attached. So now we have to reparent ourselves. Sorry. It's all, it's all true <laughs> and it's all good, but it's all psych 101. Like I just like can't with the pop I know, psychology. but it's good that it's good, it's good that, that like it's being you, a lot about. of, like most, a lot of people don't take psych 101. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. I love that the information is getting out there. Yeah. I just don't like that how the way TikTok latches onto it or makes a one size fits all model. Because it's not a one size fits all model. It's like it's not. again, it's good that it's being talked about. Right. It's just exactly why we have certain experts on the podcast, like the expert that we're going to yeah. be talking to later today to like help actually provide yeah. helpful resources and help people like decipher what on the internet is a bunch of caca. Okay, let's do story time. Can you tell me about the first time you learned about inner child then? Was it Psych 101? What do you remember connecting with them personally? Like I want to hear your personal experience with it personal experience the first like clear clear memory I have of it aside from the fact that I'm just a hella nostalgic person yeah totally like I am so god I keep boxes of stuff I'm so nostalgic and always felt inclined to like whatever but the actual first time that I I'm sure I learned about it in school and just in one year out the other was when I went to Hoffman of course obviously so that was the first time that I really heard about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take a shot every time I talk about Hoffman. The Hoffman process, if you guys don't know, is what I call my like week-long therapy camp that I did. Google it. It's amazing. We have a whole episode on it. But yeah, that was the first time that I really heard about it because of the nature of the work we were doing was all about identifying your patterns and then introducing new behaviors and like being able to like not live on all- autopilot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when it came to inner child work, there was a lot of like, got really uncomfortable in the moment. Like Mm. I felt so awkward. I mean, I am, since I can remember, I am so embarrassed about being embarrassed. Like I, I don't like being embarrassed in public. Like it makes me so uncomfortable. And I mean, I can see it, but I don't know if we've ever talked about this or established this. Like, I don't don't think we have you because you're also such a confident girly. I don't see you getting embarrassed easily. Yeah. But how many times do you see me trying new things in public? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> touche do you know what i mean yeah, like i don't absolutely. like i'm not the person that's all gonna... i do is make a fool of myself in public i do like, enough for the both of us <laughs> i really work on it but like ever since i was little like uh, because of specific memories in my yeah, brain but yeah. whatever inner child baby yeah no i was literally talking about this yesterday which is really funny and i'll talk about that after but yeah hoffman was the first time i i heard about it learned about it and had to get real cozy with it yeah. i want so badly i know you can't because it's so important to the process to not know what you're going into but I want you yeah. to like spoil and exercise and give us an example so badly but I'm I'm gonna bite my tongue I can give like a little one because again okay. I don't want to spoil it for people but there's just like you know there's a lot of like so when we talked earlier before we got sidetracked about like reparenting it is really what Meadow said in inner child work a lot of it especially like the meditations and visual visualizations can be a lot of like you're going back to a certain memory that was like a painful memory you're at that age and you're you're asking your inner child like what they need in mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. And let's say that like in that moment, I don't know, you were like fighting with your mom. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, like all you wanted was like a hug mm-hmm. or whatever. Something happened and your mom didn't give you that. And she walked away and grounded you, let's mm-hmm. say. You go back to that memory and you ask your inner child like what do you need here? And then you give it to them. You give them that hug. You mm-hmm. tell them I love you. Whatever mm-hmm. it is that you wanted to hear in that moment. Mm-hmm. And you're showing that love to yourself, Mm -hmm. which also, by the way, I think is an incredible practice of maturity and emotional maturity because you realize that like 
fair and unfair like isn't a thing in this world yeah and like you can you have the power to like give yourself that love yeah yeah you do like that's in your hands yes because sometimes I think I know that I do that a lot and I did that a lot of like looking to others for the love and validation that like I mean it's why I have cariño literally tattooed on my arm because it's like showing yourself cariño means like it's like a so Spanish word for like tenderness or like mm-hmm. love, but you can also like call it's a cute nickname too, whatever. But we have the power to give ourselves that tenderness, that cariño, that love. And frankly, you're not going to get it from someone else until you show yourself at first. I don't think that's true. I don't agree. I do. I in a romantic think about relationship. Sense? I don't think so at all. Oh, I don't I think, think so you, at all. I think, I think that- you have to have self love before finding a love and partnership that is going to be healthy. I don't agree. I think maybe you can have it for somebody that's maybe you need to have that level of healing for finding like your forever person. But I think that there's something about a healthy relationship that is extremely healing that can help people in that process of self-love. Totally. Yeah. So I don't agree. I think that healthy relationships can help you on that journey. I think they can show you things because you can feel a type of thing from somebody and recognize like that you're worthiness almost because sometimes we don't feel that we don't feel that from like ourselves we don't give that to ourselves and then you recognize like holy shit this person thinks I'm a prize or whatever it is the way that they treat you and it can help you on that journey I don't know I think I agree that it helps you on your journey I just I I think that it's an mm, I'm gonna get too just, sidetracked we we have different opinions on it it's fine we have different opinions. I just think keep going. yes no I know but hold on because this is interesting so wait okay. I do think that like in order to be in a healthy relationship, you have to have certain levels of things and like self-respect and self-love and all of these things in order to know, like you're either you, you attract what you put out or in order to like, see what you fucking tolerate in a relationship. Sure. Sure. But I do stand by what I said of like, I think healthy relationships can help you you on that journey. Well, absolutely. You grow together. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I see that for myself too. I think Aaron also has helped me love myself deeper for sure. And that's a healthy dynamic. I just think someone with zero self-love and like really self-deprecating and like can't find nice things to say about themselves, being in a partnership with someone else is not healthy. And I think- No, but I agree with you. That's not what I'm saying though. So I I agree with that. That's kind of the thing that I said is like, you have to have a semblance of self-love. Okay. Semblance. Before semblance. Okay. Modify it. Semblance. Modify it. Right. It's great. Do you guys love with me? I don't agree. It's fun. (laughs) Show varies. Anyway, my Hoffman- experience with inner child work really illuminated how uncomfortable I was showing myself love and affection mm. because I didn't really grow up in like a cozy cozy environment in terms but of you that, cuddle so me like, now a little yeah. bit yeah but how like shocked is like my no, like, mother course. or something yeah. when they like yeah, see yeah. me do that yeah true what was your first wait also doesn't Hoffman make everyone don't tell people that oh what's that see I don't know the rules of what I could share or not you've said that on the podcast before have I? Pretty sure. Because that, okay, that can alter, like, I don't want it to alter people's... Quack it. Bleep it out. Quack it. <laughs> we quack we here. Keep, we don't bleep. Are we going to keep that? Like, as an ongoing inside joke? It's kind of that really one. fucking annoying. It is really fucking annoying, but I made it annoying for a specific purpose of what we were bleeping out the very first time in season one. And so, to me, in yeah. my head, it's funny, but I don't think that translates because no one knows that context. Maybe they do. Anyway, Meta, what was the first experience you had working with your inner child? Fuck if I know. <laughs> I fucking studied psychology. I've been in therapy since I was 17. I've been doing TBM since 2018. Like, I don't know. I have no yeah, memory. Yeah, but what was, 
but do you have a memory or an experience of like, maybe it wasn't the first time, but like inner child work that like really resonated with you? Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time I had very clear, well, so I've had a lot of like aha moments about my inner child in therapy. Obviously, like I was still a child when like my dad and brother died. So I think there's Mm -hmm. like a lot, a lot of aha moments that I unpacked in therapy with that. I think the times that I've most like connected, visually seen them like in a spiritual sense felt like that kind of like deep healing and revisualization that you've been talking about was through TBM. And I, I did that inner child workshop. I want to say like 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about why we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but why inner child work is so valuable because we can say like, it's so valuable. But can we give? Yeah, because I think in order to be in order to be your authentic self, you need to integrate all aspects of yourself, and that includes shadow, inner child, ego, subconscious. Like Mm -hmm. I think in order to have a semblance of your whole complete unique self, in order to love your whole complete unique self, in order to move closer with your authentic self, you have to see Mm -hmm. every aspect and version of yourself and accept them and integrate them as a part of your identity. Yeah, two things come up for me too when you say that. One is exactly what you're talking about of like becoming your highest, most integrated, authentic self. But in practice, because I think sometimes when I like say that stuff to people, they're like, okay, that sounds cute in theory, but like, how does that actually like trickle down into my life? Think about it just in terms of like, whether it's your career or where you live or like who you're with, all of the things that make up part of our day-to-day lives. When you are integrated with that inner child and you've actually healed those wounds, because that's the thing too, is like, we talk a lot about self-awareness hell. Mm-hmm. There's, I was talking about this yesterday with my coach where I was just like, I got frustrated too. And I was talking to her because I was just like, I know why this is happening, but like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Like, I understand why this pattern is here. I'm staring at the shadow. Yep. Like I got it, but yep. like, can we figure it out? And I think that process of showing yourself that love reparenting in those moments and actually healing mm-hmm. and forgiving mm-hmm. that then allows you to like, I don't know, just like the level of self-love and realization you have for like what is aligned and what is not impacts every avenue of your freaking life. I always remember something that Lacey Phillips said in one of the, who's the founder of TBM in one of the podcast episodes where she was talking, I think it was Lacey Phillips. I'm like, not me now confusing it with somebody else, but we're going to give Lacey the credit. Yeah, She was talking about how like, somebody was like, you know, they were like in a in a job transition and they really wanted this job and like blah, blah, blah. But they were like do, trying to do all this like inner child healing and all this work. And she was like, do the work prior. You need to prioritize it because at the end of the day, like once you actually feel healed and like integrated, you might not even want the stupid job that you wanted before exactly. this even began. Exactly. You exactly. might not want that partner. You might realize that they suck exactly, or they're not like worth whatever. Because you when might- you're, when you're not connected to the different aspects of mm-hmm. yourself, you're connecting to the ego and you're connecting mm-hmm. to that version of you that like thinks it wants this ideal partner. Cause that ideal partner is everything your mom told you that you should want, not what you authentically want, whatever it is. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I love that you bring that up too. Cause in addition to like affecting every aspect of your life, it's also the emotions. Like the way that we feel joy, the way we feel mm-hmm. happiness, the way we're willing to play, the way that we're yeah. willing to be silly and funny and expressive and creative all comes mm-hmm. back to this like inner child flow state. Not like the, what's my favorite fucking affirmation to reframe cringe. I'm not afraid to be seen trying. Like that's a very mm-hmm. childlike, curious nature. So like, if you don't feel, if you feel like you're in a creative rut, if you feel like you just haven't felt joy or fun or 
playfulness in a real long time. If you feel too scared to be silly in front of other people, like all of this stuff directly is supportive to making those types of emotions just like feel more fun and free and easily accessible to you. Dude, the creative rut part. Yeah. Okay. So, so I can just give people like a real life example of what I was totally. literally talking to my coach about yesterday. Cool. Okay. I said to her, I was like, I have this idea for this project that I want to create and that I want to start, but I spend so much time, I was talking about it on my TikTok recently, like I spend so much time just strategizing mm. and planning and making sure that all my ducks are in a row before I, and then I don't act mm-hmm. because then I have this fear of like, my idea is not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not creative enough. That's like an insecurity that I have a lot that like mm. my ideas aren't creative or cool enough. And like, there's much more creative, amazing people in the world than me. Oh my God, and- as your business partner, I vehemently disagree, but continue. Thank you. Yeah. But I really grew up and, and then I told you, I was like, look, I see, I know where this comes from. I'm like, I yeah. grew up in a very, there is such thing as stupid questions household. Yeah. Yeah. Surrounded by a lot of intellectual people. Yeah. The, the schools that I went to because of just the nature of the like classroom environment, which on one, it was very discussion based, which is an incredible way of learning mm-hmm. because it really teaches you critical thinking and public mm-hmm. speaking and blah, blah, blah. But it also, if not monitored correctly, like it can also garner an environment where like a lot of ideas are being squashed, particularly like male dominated conversations mm-hmm. and being told you're dumb. And like, I was always the dumb friend that like would say stupid things and like, blah, blah, blah. Especially with my creativity. Like I was always really scared of pitching ideas that were bad ideas. Mm. Even like when I was at the magazine, like at AD, like even though Connie Nast is like, it's a creative job mm-hmm. if you're on like the editorial or the creative or the art side but like it's an extremely corporate environment where like mm-hmm. it's not every room is necessarily conducive to like when you're sitting maybe like I mean I don't know I've never been in a writing room but like where you're literally just like mouth diarrheaing like horrible ideas until you find the good one which is a very very important and critical part of the creative process but yeah, that doesn't so mean that every me. room wants you to bring that piece of the creative process. No, they want you it, to bring your very three best ideas. Exactly. So it's like, who are you, you know, psychobabbling mm-hmm. to, to get to them? Right. Yeah. And then when you yeah. bring your three great ideas, if all three are not chosen, then like, you're like, oh my God, those were my best ideas. Like right. I have no good ideas. Right. So we were really working yesterday on like getting me to just like vomit. And yeah. she was like, you need to embrace the vomit. Yeah. Like embrace the horrible ideas because that yeah. is how you get to the really good ones. And we did inner child work and like a little bit of shadow work to get me to that point. But yeah. I just, I bring that up to show like a real life example of like, I had this serious creativity block yeah, yeah, and the work that inner, like how this type of work can be it's helpful. So, it's so interesting. You say that though, just once again, as your best friend and business partner, because like how many times do you and I talk about shit with TMB and like we throw out the worst ideas and say no to each other back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until we're like, wait, maybe this one, if we tweak this part, this part, this part, this part, this part, like we do that pretty well with each other. Yeah. But I wish we did it more. I wish I did it more. Yeah, it is. It is you saying no to me a lot of the time. (laughs) But that's because you're the one that has the, like, you have the strength to, like, show up. Like, even, but in the same, dude. But that's a good flip, though, because if you can watch you do that to me and me be like, yeah, you're right. This is part of the creative process and this is helping me filter. Then you'd be like, oh, if I do it to Meadow and I watch her find the thing, then, like, you watch yourself do that to someone else and, like, 
don't take it personally the way that I would never with you saying that to me. Well, even it's like yeah. the other, when I was going through the same creative like rut thing, I called Teffy about it yeah. a couple of days ago. I was going to ask you if this was the same idea that you were workshopping with Yeah. Teffy. Okay. Cool. And the I told my coach, I was like, just listening to her like throw shit at the wall until yeah. something stuck. Yeah. Just so like flippantly. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's so, so re refreshing, but yeah. also like it like hits you in a way that ma it made me like sad where I was just like, dude, like, I feel like that creative spark in me was just like squash. Cool. Like I was always the, like, I was so dramatic when I was little and that was yeah, like made were. fun of a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't, and yeah. whatever, whatever. This isn't now going to be the show about my No, but the cool child, part but... of this is that it's such an authentic piece of who you were as young baby Gabriella mm -hmm. and like who you still are. So even like, once again, the triggers as a roadmap, like you knowing exactly where to like peel off all that ingrained, but knowing that it's such a strong part of your foundation means like, of course, you're going to fucking get that shit back. Mm -hmm. It's already in you. But then it's so cool, like, seeing you raised by, like, a mom like yours and anyone who's, like, right. met Meadow's mom. Like, you know. Like, Meadow's mom dresses up like a princess every day and has pink she's hair. Pink, like She's had pink hair since I was in preschool. Yeah. And she also works with kids. Yeah. So, like, yeah. just being in that nature of that environment. You said something earlier, too, about joy and play and how, mm -hmm. obviously, it's a huge part of inner child work. And, like, we'll talk about certain modalities and, like, activities that, like, we really like later. But I was listening to an interview from Brene Brown and Oprah. Cool. And they were talking about fear and like if that's the most if that's the most uncomfortable and like if fear is the most feared emotion and the most uncomfortable mm. emotion and Brene Brown was like I actually think it's joy because how many times like do we psych ourselves out of joy and she was using parents as a reference where she was like how many times how many parents have like seen their newborn like go to sleep and you're watching your kids sleep and you feel this like immense just love and joy in your heart just watching this perfect little human and then all of a sudden your brain goes to like my god god forbid something happens to you mm -hmm. god forbid something happens mm -hmm. and you like bring yourself out of that like joy mm -hmm. how many people have been uncontrollably laughing and then get uncomfortable about how they're uncontrollably laughing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you're alone too, like when I, when I'm like dancing alone or like laughing alone and then I like, sometimes I'll like, not as much anymore, but when I first started doing all of this, I would like get like weirded out. This is why I get so into my like fucking Ram Dass Eckhart collective shit. Cause mm. like as a collective, if we like decided to accept that more and be more present and not like our, every, every part of what we do with thoughts may vary in terms of like being trying to even in the name, be the antithesis of cancel culture and show this learning process in real time. Like mm -hmm. the more we can do that as a collective, maybe the more we'd be like all these bad things that you fear are going to happen, frankly, are going to happen. Every mm -hmm. one of us is going to die. Every one of us is going to go through trauma. Every one of us is going to go through pain. So rather than like anticipating that and waiting in the worry and waiting in the anxiety, if we can like lean into the joy, not label somebody as cringe for being unabashedly joyful mm -hmm. and like not cancel someone for like learning in that process. It just could be such a more, do you think, I don't know. It also feels like a, um, like energetically feels like a big self-worth thing, but it feels like a self-worth thing on a collective level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really want to talk about, because you have such cool, fun, activities that you that you do to like integrate I will say you spelling out the visualization of replaying a memory asking exactly what they need and giving it to them is like fucking 90% of my inner child healing 
Like mm. I do that shit in meditations constantly. And sometimes it's my magnetic parents giving it to me. Sometimes it's me yeah. and my older authentic version of myself coming down and giving it to do me. Do you have like the old lady? It's, I have the old lady sometimes. I feel like my, when I see my authentic magnetic self in meditation, she's like in her forties. Mm, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, she'll sometimes come in and sometimes it's me at that age, but like my magnetic self at that age. So like I had a, mm. uh, to give a note, to paint another example, because I think your examples are so helpful. I, this is really tied up with my money shit too, which is interesting. But when I was seven, we moved, moved to a new school. It was, you know, moved to a new house, whatever. And the first day I was bullied, like I was told that this girl was supposed to like be my buddy and show me around school. So when lunch and recess came, I like followed her out and was like trying to follow her around the playground and her and two other girls would run from me and then turn around and be like, why are you following us? And like do this whole thing. And I was like, you're literally supposed to show me around. Like, I don't know anyone, whatever. So I went home crying. But so I've like reparented myself in that, uh, in a meditation where it was someone my or like my magnetic self at my same age being like let's go fucking play on the monkey bars or like let's go do this or let's go play fairies mm. in the playground and like I gave myself a recess to play with my magnetic self and not be rejected by someone else so it doesn't have to be a parent it could be yourself it could be a different version yeah. like I think it's really going back to what you're saying about the power that it gives you to give yourself that love and efficacy I think it's also can be really powerful to have you be the one in that healing to give it to yourself and not someone else. Yeah. I think you should do whatever your brain asks for and not totally. Judge. So if it is asking for a parent, I want you to do that. But I'm just saying, I think I, I've heard less examples of people doing it for themselves as themselves. And I find that to be really magnetic and expansive for me, but I digress. Let's go into ways to connect because you're right. We're fucking chock full of them. And obviously the first thing we're going to say is with a therapist, mental health professional or coach. Mm -hmm. I think it's the way I got started. Clearly it's the way you got started at Hoffman. Like working with a professional, if you're unfamiliar with this is like the easiest way to unpack this because this brings shit up, frankly. Yeah, brings shit up. Especially, I know we got a lot of questions about trauma and not having memories and like where to Mm -hmm. begin if you don't have memories. And I think one, my advice for that is rather than looking at this as connecting with your inner child, maybe you just start with flirting with the past, like kind of a beautiful reframe for your brain. If you don't have memories of, I'm just going to examine my past and things that I can remember, or just the Mm -hmm. past in general, before I can kind of like dive into that. I think that's a nice reframe for it. But therapy and coaching is going to be really supportive when shit gets brought up that's heavy. Yeah. Because it's a lot to work on your own. And all like with everything else, like we don't, we heal in community. And healing and mm-hmm. community is how, as a collective, we're going to continue to upgrade like a population level sized mental mm-hmm. health upgrade. Retweet 110%. I read this Time article about inner child work. When I was writing down all of the different activities and like modalities and things that I do to connect with my inner child, the first thing that I thought of too was like, talk to a professional. Like that's always our number one thing while I stand by that 110%. The therapist that they were interviewing in the article was like, yes, it brings up a lot of trauma shit. Definitely talk to experts, like get involved. But if you're not there yet, or even if you're already there and you want to do something in tandem, or maybe like it's just not available to you, whether it's a financial reason or whatever it is, like you can start, like Meadow said, like flirting with certain things and journaling, I think is a beautiful way to start doing that. And that's like a really, it's almost like a soft core way to start like integrating Totally. And like easing in 
And even when we say journaling, we mean you could stream of consciousness. You could look mm-hmm. at a baby photo of yourself, ping a memory and write about it. You could write a letter to your inner child. You could write a letter mm-hmm. to your caregivers and parents and do not send it. Like there's a lot of, even in journaling, there's so many different exercises and prompts you could do. Co-create obviously has an entire section dedicated Tell to people what co-create work. is. They don't know. But even journaling, oh, co-create is our digital manifestation journal, which has- It's always available online. Always available online, has a huge section for inner child prompts. Go check it out. Link in the show notes. Even with it, even journaling feels like an umbrella term for how many different modalities and styles you could do underneath it. Yeah, 100%. As much as we do support and always say working with professionals is necessary at certain times, we are such advocates of self-healing as well. Well, yeah, no one's got you like you got you. <laughs> and you have to do the work. Frankly, they're just holding the container for you. I say that to yeah. my clients all the time. I'm like, I'm not the one doing this. You're doing everything. I'm holding a container and making a space for you to mm-hmm. be accountable to work through it. Mm-hmm. But they're doing it. Yeah, 100%. That You brought up another thing that I love. I have a baby picture of myself on my you do. Mirror, in my bathroom. I love that picture. And I love that. So I highly encourage people to do that because every morning when I'm getting ready and when I'm brushing my teeth at night, like it just makes me smile. I always stare at her and it's like, a, it's a baby picture of myself that I really feel like represents that like yeah. funny, carefree, like playful, yes. dramatic, creative, silly. creative, cute little yeah. girl. Yeah. She's on a boat with sunglasses yes, and it's hilarious. And speaking of synchronicities, I texted you. I woke up this morning to a text from my mother of a baby picture of me that feels like my Rancher Santa Fe metal arc. Yeah. And I was like, mm, of course. There you go. Yeah. yeah put, find a baby picture of yourself. Put it somewhere that you can see it every day. Talk to it. Yeah. Sometimes after I've had a long day, I'll like look that picture and I'm like, girl, you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know what's yeah. about to happen. But like, it's right. going to be great. Even like, guys, little things like... If you're about to talk shit about yourself to yourself, think about that mm-hmm. little kid. Mm-hmm. Would you say that to their face? That TikTok trend was actually cute when it was like, yeah. when you're talking shit, this is who you're talking to. Yeah, it is it's true. It is true. It's because you're true. still that version of you. That's the whole point of inner child and everything everywhere all at once. Like you are still that version of you while you are still this version of you. Mm-hmm. Time is fucking made up, you guys. Like you don't believe that I'm a Libra, but you believe it's 3 p.m. Like I can't, I don't know how many times I can talk about this. Wait, 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 I digress, but in an important way. You watched Interstellar finally, huh? Yeah, but I didn't get to finish it because I was watching with my mom and my sister and we got halfway through and then they're like talking and tired and whatever. But then Aaron explained to me the whole ending, but we are I know, but we're finishing it this weekend. I also stopped like right before it gets good. We stopped like right after the big wave scene mm. i know mm. you know apparently okay, you the clicking in that is representative of like 1.25 days on earth going by so every time you hear that clicking stopwatch noise it's representing the days going by back when they're back on earth oh i didn't even care is like very aaron is very into him and Zosha also talk about it. i didn't realize that that director is also the one doing oppenheimer that's oh, about to come out did not know that yeah, there you go. The same day as Barbie. Oh my God, speaking of inner child work, should we do a TMV field trip and all go see the Barbie movie together? Yeah, I'm down. I was a Barbie girl. I was a Barbie Polly Pockets Bratz doll. Um, I sure. I would mutilate would, my Barbie. Yeah, I was about to say, I would like rip the hair off their heads. They were all bald. Yeah, cut off all the hair. I would strip them naked, cut off their hair. Yeah, the whole night. Yeah, yeah. Sociopathic yeah. shit. But mm-hmm. I didn't have like big dolls, like American girl dolls, like I could never get behind. You know, it's funny. I didn't have those, but my dad's first wife got me like, a, I'm talking like a four foot, no, like no, life size, no, no, she doll. No. And I no. stained her because I would brush her teeth 
And so I got the mouth all stained and it was, she was a, a black doll. And so I think she was trying to give me like my sister because my sister didn't live with me. So she's like, here's your sister. It was weird. But I like had, she had a big stain all over her mouth because I would brush her teeth. Meadow. <laughs> that really unlocked that memory for me. I haven't thought about that in years. No. She had like cute little pigtails and like a little outfit. Those things. My sister's best friend growing up had like two of them in her room. Yeah, Winnie, you're not listening, but if you are listening, hi, it's been a while. Those dolls were creepy <laughs> as shit. Like, creepy as oh. fuck. It would just stare oh at my you. Gosh. No, can't. You know what's another fun inner child? Now we're, I'm getting a little sidetracked, but another fun inner child memory, the care and keeping of you books. What? You never got given a care and keeping of you book? What is that? An animated book that taught you like what your boot, how your boots oh, and nipples are going to yes, grow. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know that's what it was called. That is what my sexual education Yeah, I was. remember those books of like the little drawings of yeah. boobs. <laughs> yes, and like how to put in tampons. I remember being like so stressed out about having to do that. <laughs> wow, core memory unlocked. I remember my we were on right. vacation with, I was like, I went on vacation with my friend's family. We were like in the Keys. We like drove down to the Keys for the weekend and my friend got her period. We, like a lot of us had like already- for the first time? Mm-hmm, a lot of us had already okay. gotten it and like, we were like in the other room, like yelling at her, telling her how to put a tampon on it, and she was like screaming. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I uh, was <laughs> my little cousin Bella was visiting me, and I my family was like, take her to the park, and I was on my period, and I was like annoyed on my period, and she was, you know, I'm probably like 14, and so she's like nine or whatever it is, um, and she's like playing at the park, and she's like trying to get me to play with her, and I'm like, no, Bella, leave me alone, and she's like trying to get me to play with her, and after a while, I go, Bella. I'm bleeding out of my vagina right now. And she just looks at me and goes, <gasps> for real? <laughs> and that's how I taught her what a period was. <laughs> for real? <laughs> for real? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to happen to you. And she was like, oh my God, okay. And then she didn't make me play with her. <laughs> no, I got my period late. So I got to watch all my friends. I don't want to say late, oh, I guess. I got, it, I got it later. Sixth grade star testing week. Yeah. No, 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 no. I... Nope, I got mine in ninth grade. I mean, I feel like that's kind of average, right? Like people span, like that's what I mean. We run the gamut from sixth grade to fucking high school. Like anyway, wait, other inner child activities. Um, okay, play. I have a lot. Play is important. So dan- I like dancing. I like blasting Posting music activities. in my apartment yeah. and dancing. Dancing to music you listen to when you were little. Mm-hmm. Things that like, like yeah, nobody's watching. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Watch old movies that you loved when you were little. Mm. Aaron and I recently for his inner child watched Fifel Goes West. Cute. That was his favorite movie. Have you seen it? Fifel Goes West. The Little Mouse. Nope. Bark, bark, bark. No, no, no. Nope. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> reread old books. Someone is going to get that and is going to love that. Reread old books, watch old movies, listen to old music, mm-hmm. play games. Play like, games. Get together with your friends and go to a park and play tag or hide and seek or something silly. Yeah. Dude, every time I you play know. Uno, it reminds me of when my parents got divorced and my sister and I had to go to court-mandated therapy and the therapist would play, play Uno. Uno. That's pretty funny. Yeah. My family's game was Bananagrams. Like every single day, the kitchen table, like whenever the moms came over or did something, because my house was like the hub that everyone came to, like there was always a Bananagrams game. We were going. not a games house always. other than like my show. sister and I would play like Monopoly and Candyland together, but like... <laughs> oh, Candyland was iconic. Yeah, Candyland was big. Oh my god! And then Monopoly, too? Monopoly would have a big Monopoly, cult. but they had like iterations. Like they yeah, had they like did. a like a Barbie one, I think it was, and then well, they the, had the Barbie 
the game. No, 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 no. It was like Monopoly would do like collabs. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. They were a big deal. Cute. What else do you have? Once again, meditation, visualization, Mm -hmm. meditative practices are like the bulk of where my healing came in. Also, to be magnetic has an entire inner child program that's really awesome. If anyone's interested, again, they have the EMDR meditations, they have the journal prompts, and it's like a guided workshop that's really great. The visualization you kind of already walked us through, but even if if maybe you have less access to like memories of specific childhood things like that, you could just like try to picture yourself as a child or like use an old photo to look at yourself and just think of and just start like adding details to the scene of being little. Mm-hmm. So like if you're still in the process of trying to figure out who your inner child is, like add details to the scene by imagining your favorite outfit that you used to wear or a beloved toy or a place you enjoyed visiting. Imagine where you were, who you were with, what you're doing, and then how you feel. Like, do you feel lost or uncertain or alone or confused? Or do you feel strong and happy and content and excited? And Mm -hmm. just start like building the picture, if you will. Another great one that I do sometimes is the butterfly hug, which was something that's been developed in EMDR meditations. And you basically make a butterfly with your hands, put it over your chest and your fingers kind of go right under your collarbones. And you just alternate tapping. So you could be doing a meditation, a guided one even, and in a visualization where you start talking to your little chid, your little chid, (laughs) little chid, talking to your what? Talking. I said like child and kid at the same time, your little shit of an inner child. (laughs) You just do like a sweet little hug and it's very comforting. It also, once again, developed an EMDR to help Mm -hmm. kind of reprocess memories into a different section of your brain to bring up less trauma. You could do it like an actual hug. If that feels better for you, you could do it like this as fast and slow as you want. There's no wrong answers, but butterfly hug is great. Sometimes tapping into the physical body, you know how we talk Mm -hmm. about down up versus top down Mm -hmm. processing. Like if you can't get out of your head, going through your body to unlock memories and other things can be super, super helpful. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give away too many Hoffman things, but we did all those visualizations and all that stuff and like the hugs and whatever, but it was like next level because like uh, I don't want to give it away but this won't give it away it doesn't matter like you basically have like a doll like an inner child doll so you're like hugging and like taking care of it and whatever so like even I don't know if they're like you're like hugging a pillow or something like while you're doing something or like you know whatever if you want to like simulate giving yourself a hug but you're like not actually giving yourself a hug or if you still have like your childhood blanket or something like I have my dad's that he used to wear like every day that I sleep with every single night, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. That's like a symbol of your childhood. Mm-hmm. I think we covered a lot of them. Like every did, Christmas, oh. I reread Harry Potter. Oh, Christmas is such book. an inner child time for me. Christmas Lean into that year round, guys. Yeah. Lean into yeah. it year like round. Halloween, dress up with your friend. Like don't go out and get drunk and look hot. Like stay in with your friends, dress up like you wanted to dress up, but you didn't get to because you like didn't have the money to make a costume or your parents wouldn't let you. And like eat your favorite candy and watch a good movie. Like, and then the next different night, ways get to, hot and like, go on and get drunk and exactly like it's all about all balance. But lean into those kind of collective communal ideas to do it too. Because once again, healing in community is the best way to fucking do it. Also, like, not that I'm the person to talk about this because we know that I need a hobby, but like, get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> that DM is really sticking in your brain. Huh? No, I, I need a hobby. And but you know what though, I've been I I have I do have hobbies. They're just not like. Oh, I. You need to hoe a ponopono to that person. Yeah, I do. But yeah, getting like a hobby that's just like for fun. Yes. Even absolutely. if like you're just you really like paint to by read. Numbers? Yeah, like your paint by numbers or like yeah. I have my little watercolors and I'm so yes. bad at them. 
or like just little, which also is healing for my inner child because my grandma and my sister were really good artists and they would always sit together and paint. And I felt like I couldn't sit with them and paint because it was their thing and they were both really good at it. So now I sit and paint by myself. Wait, I have the same trauma because my family is literally classically trained fine artists, like all of them in San Francisco. And they'd all speak French to each other. And I'd just be like, I can't speak French or draw or paint. So this is- Yeah. I mean, mine's definitely not that deep, but like I definitely love painting by myself. What other things? Yeah. Just like little- Oh my God. Why not? We're almost done. We have to go anyway. Just tell it. We need to talk about random little myths. We kind of have two things that I want to say. No, I have one that I want to say because there are myths and shit that people like get confused. I think when they're doing this work and I definitely did too. Okay. Number one, a hundred percent. It's never too late to start. I don't care what age you are. It is never too late to start. That goes with any sort of healing or self-work or self-development. Anytime is the right time. You're not too late. You didn't miss out opportunities. If you needed Mm -hmm. to get through whatever you need to get through to get to this point, so be it. Mm -hmm. That was your journey. And then the one that I really wanted to point out too was inner child work isn't about taking a giant shit on your caretakers or your parents. Oh my God. I love that you're bringing this up. Thank you. Because it's not. It's not. And that's something we really learned in Hoffman was because we had a big day that I called like the fuck you parents day where it's just like you're letting shit out. And then it's like, but and then you the move point. on from that. Yeah. Well, you you get you have compassion and forgiveness exactly. and recognize that at the end yeah. of the day, like realistically, for the most part, people are doing the best they can with the tools that they have. Yes. And having that compassion and forgiveness is like not only just elevating you as a human, but it's yes. for you. Like it's healing for you. So I had a friend in college that used to like make this joke all the time, even if we were out at a restaurant and the waiter had an attitude or something and they left he would be like oh I hate my parents and it was like our joke to being like the first step of self-work is realizing that your parents did what they could and that's the best they were dealt and yes that can bring up a lot of really bad things and a lot of things you need Mm -hmm. to heal and also forgiveness is about you not about them and you can forgive them and move on and like know that you have accountability over your own healing not necessarily everything that happened to you but you mm-hmm. can take accountability and ownership for how you move forward. Yeah. And hating your parents exactly. is just not a way to help move on. And gr- I know there's a lot of people that like really want to or need to. And I think if you don't express that healthfully and in a container and work through that, it could be detrimental later. So I'm not saying don't express that no, at all. express it because express that anger it builds and up and then you- it. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about, it's, it's like living in self-awareness hell. It's like- Exactly. Exactly. You have the awareness, but now let's- End on your funny story, which is by the way, which is by the way, like hard as fuck. Like I always want to like, it's hard as like, sometimes I feel like we say things because we're just like, it's the topic of the episode, but like, this is not easy. None of it is easy. Like it's uncomfortable. It's hard. It also never ends. Remember when you were in the backyard with me this weekend and you were like, I had this moment the other day that was so dark where I was just like, I have to do this forever. No, literally I said that to Meta. And I was like, yeah, doesn't that suck? At least we're here together. (laughs) <laughs> I really, I really had this moment the other day. I was sitting alone and I think I was just like, I had a really like rough work day where I was just like yeah. doing a lot and just like the light at the end of the tunnel just seemed a little further than usual. Yeah. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me that I have to do this forever. Yeah. Like, you've got to be kidding me because like, great, I'll, I'll get that. But then the goalpost is going to move yeah. and then it's the next thing. And, and then it's like, and then like, God willing, I'll have children. And then it's like their goalpost is moving. It's just yeah. like, ah, uh, bro. That is exhausting to think about. Which is literally why every fucking thing we do here is coming back to the work never ends. It sucks and it's so hard. And that's why we do it together because doing it through community and also like 
having the containers to be present and remember like what's going on right here, right now helps you take one step in front of the other because it's never going to fucking end until and we how, die. Yeah. And, and we're all going to die. Is it? Yeah. But how great is it to like feel those feelings and get to feel those emotions and like, especially those moments of joy and like, and, yeah. oh God, it's, it's great. Um, it. The funny story is too long. You're going to leave us on a cliffhanger. Should it be a yeah. Patreon only story time? Honestly? Yeah. If you want to hear about how some fucking woman logged into my Wayfair account and ordered shit for her house. And because I was traveling and I had a do not disturb thing on my email, I didn't like notice it. the past three weeks, like mm-hmm. recent. And like it got delivered. That's funny. It got delivered. And, and if you want to hear about how within three minutes or less, I found her Instagram. Of course you did. Of course you did. Tune into our Patreon to find out that story. That's pretty fucking funny. You didn't even tell me this yet. Oh no, I didn't because I wanted to tell you on the podcast and then I totally oh, forgot about it and then it came to me because oh, it has to do with horses and I was thinking about inner child play stuff. <laughs> it does have to do with horses and when I was little, my mom would sometimes take my sister and I to horseback ride and Ooh. so that unlocked that memory and then I was like, oh my God, horse girl that locked into my Wayfair. Just wow. you wait. Wow, 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 wow. Tune oh, into I our Patreon. About it. We have a Patreon if you are, want extra content, by the way. Yeah, the, um, we each vlog individually on YouTube, me mm-hmm. far more sparingly than Gabby, but we do Thoughts May Vary vlogs, but they can yeah. only find them on Patreon. And that's kind of like our big, that's our, that's the content that people love the most. But we also do journal prompts twice a month. I like spell out everything you need to know about the mm-hmm. new moon and full moons. We do we have favorites. extra unpackings. We do favorites. We do a lot of product kind of fun stuff because, you know, we're also product obsessed girlies. What she means by extra unpackings, if you're new here, is we have not only vlogs, but we also have Patreon only episodes of the podcast. Are, yeah. So there's a lot of out. tea on Patreon. There is. We call it's it really the cool, group chat. It's, it's a good a cool place community. To be. Yeah. Yeah, it is a it is a good place to be. Go give yourself a hug. Go give yourself a hug. Go journal it out. Go put your favorite photo of yourself up on your mirror like Gabby and I have. All right. And say bye to our inner child. Ciao. Bye. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha. Besos.